This podcast replay is brought to you by Sports Grill. With over 35 years of making it special grilled, they're celebrating the start of football season with 15% off all bone-in wings. Visit any of their seven locations all over South Florida. Uh, by the way, um, Knight, thank you for the love on the Super Chat. He says, you misunderstanding. Uh, he wasn't allowed to advance forward in the pro. That's my point. That's my point. That he wasn't allowed in the protocol to finish out until after the season. So that report, which I believe it was Schefter that put it out there. Well, if two advances or no, there was never a chance you were ever going to see him. That was bullshit. That's what I'm trying to tell you that they put. And I think I told you guys throughout. He's done. He's not playing anymore. Okay. And then these reports were coming out. And I was like, oh, you know, whatever. And now it comes out that they, they did not let him get through the protocol until after the season. That's awesome. That was the right thing to do. And, and I'm glad. And, you know, listen, some of you out there, you had this crappy idea about well he's not ready for the pro who gives a shit about the pro bowl the guy i i said the entire time he needs the entire offseason did i not say that did i not tell you that he didn't need to play anymore that it was done there was no reason to and i'm glad that they thought the same thing from the get-go so those reports that came out were inaccurate he had no shot at ever coming back he was never coming back this season he was never retiring he was never leaving football either that was another silly ass thing that people put out there i get it listen some of you out there you live scared lives you know what i'm saying so you know you 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 want everybody else to live the same scared life that you do you know that that's just not the way it goes he was never quitting that was never in doubt none of that crap but what he needed was rest and we talked about this because of the Sidney crosby thing we talked about this because of the doctor um god what's the guy's name again the former hockey player and doctor that's a concussion expert that he you know talked about that so uh, to me it's just one of those deals where this shows you it doesn't matter who it is you know sometimes some of these things are they're just reaching and they were reaching when they were saying that well if miami advances there's a shot you could see no there was no shot you could see to him he wasn't even in the protocol yet you know they let him do the initial bullshit but the stuff that he needed in order to clear they didn't they didn't even allow him to start going through it until the season was over that's why when McDaniel was asked, he was like, hey, man, we're just worried about him recovering now. And he left it at that. He left it like, we're not even talking about playing with Tua. Go look at those interviews at the end. Every time he was asked about that, it was like, hey, man, we're not even talking about that right now. We're worried about the person. And that's because they had moved already forward out of the season. It didn't matter. This was Skyler's team. If they advanced in the second week, it was it was going to be Skyler's team that was going or, you know, if Teddy came back or whatever. But that's the direction that they were going in the entire time. They were never coming back to Tua, which is the smart thing to do. Give him time. Let him rest. Protect him from himself. 
because unfortunately to his crazy ass does not protect himself. You know, he is just an absolute warrior and he will put his body on the line and he will risk anything for his team to try to get a victory. And sometimes that's a little too crazy, you know? So a guy like that needs to be protected from himself. Uh, let's see. Big O, check out Sunset Records Van Halen on YouTube. Okay. Uh, oh, I saw the, yes, yes, the the uh, early documentaries. Yes, I saw, I saw all that stuff. I've seen that. Um, to, 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 to sometimes he edits in his sleep. I heard that too with uh, Poopart. Yes, uh, I agree. That was the best thing for what they did for what they did for Tua. Yes, I agree. Uh, clickbait, probably Alexis. It is a, a clickbait moment for them. Yes, Big O. I think the Dolphins are listening to your show because it's the same thing you said that Penguins did with Sydney, right? Exactly. You got to give them rest. Yeah. And we told you from the get-go that there was a plan. We told you that line right away. And that's what you've heard from the Dolphins. From Tua, you've heard it from McDaniel, you've heard it even from Chris Greer, you know, that they have a plan in place. And and that's now you're now you're hearing about that plan in place for Tua. All right. Uh, remember, you can reach out to us uh, also by Cash App or Venmo at Cash Big O Show. That is Cash Big O Show on Cash App or Venmo. Cash Big O Show. Uh, let's see. What else do we have going on here? Let me make sure. And remember, uh, you can send your questions and comments and insults and all kinds of stuff on on cash app or venmo we will then read them for you there also uh where are the markets right now bitcoin crossed over to twenty two thousand now again so it's up two and a half percent ethereum's up four and a half percent now maddox up seven ada's up eight percent Nice. Adam, uh, Cosmos up 4%. Immutable X up nearly 10%. I love it. H bar up 8%. Getting back to nine cents. Damn. Things are moving, which I didn't think they would because, you know, the new CPI was, eh, wasn't great. It was a little progress, but not great. Uh, Sean sends me Sound City is a 2013 American documentary film produced and directed by Dave Grohl in his directorial debut uh, about the history of recording studio Sound City Studios in Van Nuys, Los Angeles. There you go. Thank you, Sean. Appreciate you as always. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Big O, uh, what is your perspective on XP on XRP? Um, I don't know how big it's going to be, to be quite honest with you. I haven't heard any banks here in the United States say that they're, that are, that they're going to use it yet. 
Um, I'm just hoping that they win their case against the SEC because that'll be good for all of crypto. Um, I have never invested in XRP because crypto is volatile enough. It is a very young asset class, and I don't need to invest in something that's in the middle of a lawsuit with the SEC. That doesn't make a lot of sense for me. So I don't need the extra aggravation. So that's why I have kind of stayed away from XRP. And there are other companies that are competing with XRP for the same kind of services. And they are not in a uh, lawsuit with the SEC right now. And they're trying to work on some of the same things that they need to do here in the U.S. and trying to get ahead of them. So like XLM, by the way, like so there are a couple of, of companies out there. Um, so I'd be I'd be a little concerned on that side with XRP. And I get it, man. There's a lot of aggressive people that own XRP. And I, I almost get like this is going to be a pump and dump. Like when whenever they do win the lawsuit, there'll be a pump. And then I think there's going to be a lot of dump that a lot of people have been holding on to. People that bought it at a higher price and they're dying to get back to where they were to get their money back or make some profit. So I'm going to be very interested to see how this whole XRP thing develops because of there's a lot of people that right now are losing money that they got in XRP at a lot higher price. Yeah, there are people that got into it well over a dollar and this thing's, you know, what is it in the 40 cent range, right? XRP. I want to say it's somewhere in the 37 to 40 two range or something like that i'll tell you right now where is xrp where are you xrp let me see oh jesus here we go there it is at 37 cents right now 37 and a half cents xrp okay so i'd rather invest in matic to be quite honest if that's what you want if i'd rather go matic than xrp okay i'd rather go cosmos than xrp i'd rather go immutable x than xrp i'd rather go h bar than xrp uh, Giovanni Castellone, thank you, sir. Appreciate you very much. Thank you for the love on the super chat. Big O, can we talk about how bad the sod was in the Super Bowl? The Slipper Bowl? The Slipper Bowl, it was bad. I mean, but everybody had to play on it. So there was no advantage for anybody on that, on the on either side. Everybody slipped and you know. Uh, I'm I'm slipping. I'm falling. I can't get up. I'm slipping. I'm falling. I can't get up. You know, so that's what happened. You know, but Kansas City was the one that was able to get back up and tear some up, as the late great DMX would say. Okay. 
Um, Giovanni also says, I may have moved to another state in North Carolina, but thanks to your show, I feel I never miss a South Florida sports beat. 30 years strong. Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you, Giovanni. Appreciate you, man. That's very nice of you. Thank you, thank you, thank you out there. Yes. And Hernandez says, 37 yesterday. Well, happy birthday, Emilio. Happy late birthday. Okay. Oh, you mean it was, or or are you saying it was 37 cents yesterday? Uh, So, okay. Arizona grounds crew uh, chief looking for a job after that game. Yeah, probably. You're probably right. Oh, who was your Joe Duca at Miami Aerospace Academy? Uh, I was at at um, Miami. Uh, it was at um, Continental Military Institute, but we didn't do we didn't do uh, judo there. It was the South Florida Military Academy? That's what it was. And I forgot who my sensei was, or whatever the hell you call it. What is it, judoka? Um, I forgot the guy's name now. Now that I think about it, I don't even remember who was who was teaching us judo back in the day in South Florida Military Academy. Don't remember. I'd be lying to you if I told you I remember. I mean, you know, you can remember some things in life. I don't remember everything. I don't remember the gentleman. Well, three years with him, and I don't remember. That's weird. Yeah, no, I don't remember his name. I don't even remember the face. No. No. And there are things in life that happen to you you don't remember at all. You know what I'm saying? So this is just one of those where I, I don't remember him at all. Now, now this happens to me a lot in the sense of as time goes on, you forget, you know, things that happen to you. It's funny. I don't, I don't forget like sporting events and things like that. But I can forget people and faces and things like that because if I'm not reminded of those faces constantly, and then after time you kind of forget. You know what I mean? Because I've, I, I a couple of months ago I ran into somebody from from elementary, and they recognized me, but I didn't recognize them. You know what I mean? It was like one of those things. And by the way, is it rude to act like you know somebody, or is it? more honest or more rude to say oh dude i'm struggling right now i can't remember because that's what i did and then i felt really bad like i should have lied but then if you don't remember then how are you going to remember something that they're going to try to remind you of you know what i mean maybe it jogs your memory but if it doesn't then you're just kind of playing it off and lying to the person so, you know, it was just one of those where I didn't remember and it's just a weird thing. So I don't, I don't know what's worse. Do you just lie to the person and say, you do remember them? Or do you actually tell the truth and say, damn, dude, I'm sorry. My memory, I don't remember you. You know, I don't remember, you know, the name or the face or anything. I don't know. I don't know what's worse. <laughs> but Either way, you don't feel good about it. <laughs> that I can tell you for sure. When you walk away, you don't feel good about it. I could tell you that. That's a fact. And I, I would imagine that that's something natural for all of us. 
When sports and business collide, we like doing something called the KSDT CPA Sports Business Report. All right, all right, all right. Well, the Chiefs rallied to beat the Eagles 38-35 to in the Super Bowl to become the third most-watched television show in history with an estimated 113 million people watching, according to preliminary numbers released on Monday. Fox said the audience estimates includes the broadcast on Fox, Fox Deportes, as well as streaming on Fox and NFL digital sites, the figures are via Nelson's fast national data and Adobe Analytics. The 2015 game between New England and Seattle on NBC holds the record of 114,442,000 viewers, not including streaming, followed by Super Bowl 51 in 2017 on Fox between Atlanta and the New England Patriots. That had 113,668,000. This was Fox's 10th Super Bowl since it began airing NFL games in 94 and the second most watched program in Fox sports history. It will also be a slight increase over the 112.3 million average from last year's Super Bowl with the Rams and the Bengals, which was broadcasted on NBC, Telemundo, and streamed on Peacock and NFL digital sites. Now, according to Adobe Analytics, uh, this year's digital feed averaged a Super Bowl record 7 million streams, an 18% increase over last year at 16 million, and more than double Fox's last Super Bowl in 2020 of 3.4 million. It was the third straight year the streaming average has surpassed 5 million. The first Super Bowl to be streamed was in 2012 to 346,000 people. So it shows you how it's growing and growing and growing growing and growing rihanna's halftime show averaged 118.7 million viewers making it the second most watched super bowl history Katy perry's 2015 performance holds the top mark at 121 million spanish language audience average for the game 951,000, the most watched super bowl game in spanish language cable television history it's also the most watched non-soccer event in spanish language cable history and the spanish language number is down from last year's of 1.9 million on telemundo which unlike fox deportes has broadcast affiliates in 90 markets the super bowl by the way has been televised in spanish in the united states since 2014 so the super bowl as always producing some amazing freaking numbers that is your ksdt cpa sports business report this has been the KSDT Sports Business Report. KSDT CPA is one of South Florida's largest and one of the country's fastest growing accounting firms. KSDT is recognized by Forbes as one of the top tax and accounting firms for 2022. KSDT CPA is a full service firm that also excels in crypto. Visit online at KSDTCPA.com or call 305-670-3370.
EJ says he went to South Florida Military Academy from 73 to 76. So you went a little before I did. Uh, and his name was Gauche, pronounced G-Wash. I, 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 I don't know. Might have been the same guy. Not sure. Might have been. Not sure. But thank you for the super chat, as always. Appreciate that. Lenny says, I'd rather apologize and let them know that you don't remember. It's better that way. Either way, you still feel kind of crappy, don't you? You feel crappy either way. Yeah, because somebody remembers you and then you don't remember them. And it's like, and you're not trying to, to not remember them. You want to remember them. Obviously, you were friends. You knew each other, you know, that kind of stuff. But that's just the way it is, man. There are just things you don't remember anymore in life. It happened to you. You did. They did to you. Somebody you met. Somebody you hung out with. A classmate. A teacher. Whatever. Shit happens, man. It just, you know, out of sight, out of mind. And it just, it's just one of those things. Dude says, uh, need Metallica for next year's halftime show. Would love it, but I doubt it's going to happen. Did you see McDaniel at the Heat game? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Good to see him being a, a part of the South Florida landscape. I like that. I like that. What else do we have going on? Ghost, by the way, has announced its summer tour for you metalheads out there. One of the better new metal bands and a great melodic too, uh, sound with them. August 30th, they'll be in Jacksonville at Daly's Place. Can they fix the echo there? Have they? Has anybody gone to Daly's Place lately? Have they fixed kind of the echo? The last time I was there, I did not like the fact that it had an echo effect. August 31st, they'll be in Tampa at the Mid-Florida Credit Amphitheater. No South Florida dates, unfortunately. So if I want to go see Ghost, I'm going to have to go up to Tampa to go see Ghost. Very good. Very good concert. Okay. That I can tell you. You will you will love it. Uh, what do we have here? Um, Bradbury also had a hold not given at the start of the game. Yeah, to me, none of that matters. You cre you created to you 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 um you committed two penalties on the same play. You held twice. You got called for it. Too bad. Live with it. Die with it. That's the way it goes. Live and die with it. That's what you're going to have to deal with for the rest of your life. So to me, I uh, I have zero sympathy for, for James Bradbury or for the Philadelphia Eagles. That was a penalty that was committed. You put yourself in that position, and this is what ends up happening. So, you know. You remember the hot the hot teacher's minds was mine was Miss Fernandez. I had a uh, Miss Rodriguez in high school that was hot. She was a math teacher, I want to say, or English teacher. She was hot. I don't remember the subject. Then when I was in elementary, we were attracted to Mrs. Stoudemire in Arbendale. She was a tall woman, if I remember correctly. 
We had a, I had a couple of of uh, hot for teachers. Yeah, there were a couple, not many, not many. I'm trying to remember if there were any other ones. I think I only remember two. One in high school and one in 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 elementary. Yeah, that's about it. That's about it. Uh, EJ says, oh, pronounced wash. Ring a bell now. And Jimmy's coming in with Sound City. So it all depends. You can tell where somebody's at on the show, right? <laughs> Thank you, Jimmy. I appreciate you with the Sound City stuff, man. Uh, it's funny because in the middle of uh, Poopart's interview, minutes later, it's Sound City's coming in and all that. So I appreciate all of you out there uh, <laughs> keeping up with the show and uh, and chiming in. That's very, very nice of you all. Uh, what else do we have going on? All right, so UM is off till Saturday when they take on Wake Forest. Hey, the Dynamic Duds are 2-0 and right now. You know who the Dynamic Duds are? Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic, the Dynamic Duds, 0-2. Fantastic. Last night, they teamed up to score 69 points. They also had 12 assists and six turnovers combined, and they ended up losing to the T-Wolves, 124 to 121. And they lost in their first game together against the Kings. Yeah, and in that game, they combined to score 55 points, 12 assists and seven turnovers also. Wednesday, they will take on the team that Miami just lost to in the Denver Nuggets. Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic. Now, the the Mavs are going to be willing to give you that stupid contract that you want, Kyrie. The only thing, the only question I have is if things go awry here and they don't get good results, which I don't expect them to get good results, to be quite honest. They play no defense whatsoever. It's this whole... This whole thing, like, what are you going to do, just outscore people? Well, so far, you're 0 for 2 on that. We'll find out if they if it, if it turns out to be a better deal. But where does Kyrie go if this thing doesn't really produce at the end of the year? And then if he becomes an outright free agent, he can't sign for the same kind of money because only a bad team will have the cap space for you. But if you want to go to play with LeBron or somebody, you know, an elite team or not that they're elite, but if you want to play with LeBron, they're not going to have a lot of cap space for you. So you're going to have to take a lot less to go there. It's a very interesting dynamic that's developed for the Dallas Mavericks who are stuck in a position that they have no choice. They're going to have to offer him a big contract because they gave up all the all, all the stuff to just trade for him. So you're going to have to justify it by giving them a deal. But in the end, you may not be getting a team that actually can produce big in the playoffs or even come close to a championship. Luka Doncic does not, does not take care of himself. As I told the guys before, if you're young, you have no idea what I'm talking about. If you're older, you will. But right now, Luka Doncic reminds me of Bryant Big Country Reeves. 
just a smaller body, but the same kind of square body, overweight. And then he's playing that that old man game that you can get away with it. You know, I mean, Jokic gets away with it. If you know how to use your body and all of that, you can do that. And you can you can play like that in the NBA. You know that there's no there's no doubt in my mind you can do that in the NBA. But you know, if you're Luca, you're this young, brother, you should be in much better shape. You should be skinnier, you should be more agile, all of that kind of stuff if you actually took care of yourself. And he doesn't take care of himself. You can tell that he's kind of looks like me playing basketball, except with a lot more talent. But if you look at his body, brother, he reminds me of Brian Big Country Reeves. Just a smaller version of it. The dynamic duds. Because right now, that's what that is going to be. An absolute dud to watch those two guys together who, God. You know. Anyway. Uh, let's see if she was a math teacher, you could have used the line. I got math for you. You plus me equals us. Wow. That's a, that's a really bad line. Um, what else do we have? Thank you, EJ. I appreciate you, man. Giovanni says, yes, I forgot that Reeves guy. LOL. Oh man. Luke is nothing like Reeves. You you you're you're not listening to me. I'm just talking about the body. That's it. I did not compare the game whatsoever. Some of you out there, you got to listen to me. Okay? His body is built like Brian Big Country Reeves, except a smaller version of it. Seriously, he looks exactly like Big Country Reeves his body. If you remember Big Country, same body, just a smaller version of it. That's it. Completely different basketball players. But I'm not comparing the basketball players. I'm just comparing his lack of, you know, being in shape. That he looks like Brian Big Country Reeves, smaller version. That's all. Completely different game. Hell, he even has the haircut that's almost like, what do you got for me? Oops, sorry. Uh, yes. Bruce Feldman uh, just tweeted out, source, uh, Miami is set to hire Houston, Miami Hurricanes, sorry, before I go crazy here, uh, hire Houston OC QB coach Shannon Dawson as offensive coordinator and QB's coach. Dawson spent years under Dana Holgerson. Ross Dellinger first reported the hire. Okay. All right. Well, then, perfect. Now let's get to Manny Navarro, and let's talk about this breaking news with the Miami Hurricanes and our Canes where Miami Hurricanes repo. 
If you're a Miami sports fan, then there's only one store to go to. And that's Caneswear at Miami Fanwear in Davie. They're your one-stop shop for all your inner Miami CF, Canes, Dolphins, Panthers, and Marlins merchandise. They have hats, t-shirts, game day jerseys, and so much more. Located at 2511 South University Drive in Davie. And open 24-7 online at Caneswear.com or innermiamiware.com. Call them at 954-835-5597. Caneswear, the spot where inner Miami and all Miami sports fans shop. The viewpoints, statements, or beliefs expressed on the following program by the host, guests, or callers are not necessarily the opinions of FantasyXS.com, Media Group, Inc., ownership, management, sponsors, or website. Time for Canes fans to get what they want. Information, insight, and perspective. It's the Canes Wear Miami Hurricanes Report with Manny Navarro. Exclusively on a Big O Radio Show. Here's Big O and insider Manny Navarro. All right, all right, all right. We are interviewing a black polar bear in a, um, what's that called? A, uh, what's where, where, where they do, they where they develop the pictures. What's that called? A dark room. There you go. A black polar bear in a dark room. We will get, uh, we will get Manny Navarro back. There he is. There, baby. There he is. Breaking news. Follow Manny on Twitter, by the way, Manny underscore Navarro. Shannon Dawson. Apparently, uh, Mario was a big, you know, um, what's it called? Um, freestyle guy back in the day. He loved <laughs> Give Me Tonight. He, you know, he, 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 he used to go to the clubs all the time and go see Shannon. So he figured he'd have an offensive coordinator named Shannon. That's to right. To kind of uh, move move up in the charts, as mm-hmm. they say. <laughs> yeah, glad it's over and done with, though. I mean, Shannon Dawson's a name that uh, Bruce Feldman told me about two weeks ago uh, as a guy that Mario liked. And I know he was one of the ones that came in and interviewed last week. Uh, so it was good that uh, he finally reached a decision. It gives him three weeks to uh, come in and implement the offense before spring football. Um, I know it's uh, he coaches an air raid type offense, but in reality, Mario um, I think has said that uh, you know he, he's going to run more of a, of a balanced offense, right? And uh, and so I think uh, I think ultimately here, you know, you can expect a, a more of a spread open offense, more of a pass friendly offense, but at the same time, it's not going to abandon the run. They're still going to run the football. Yeah, but what I like about this is from at least initial stuff that we're talking about here, he also realizes that in today's game, it has to evolve. You got to right. score points, dude. You know what I mean? It's like it, it's like watching the Heat, and then we got people like, well, maybe we'll go get Russell Westbrook. Oh, that's great. So he can show, show, uh, join two-point shooter Jimmy Butler, two-point shooter Kyle Lowry, two-point shooter Bam Adebayo in a three-point league. Sorry, yeah. it doesn't work. Let's not keep <laughs> adding to your problem that you guys can't score with a fistful of dollars in a whorehouse. So let's get to this. And in college football, brother, defenses don't dominate anymore. They just don't. More, more often than not, it's making plays in certain points of games and things like that, your defenses. But your offenses need to be explosive in today's you know college football you got to score points so it's got to be a mix yeah i believe that in heart and soul he wants to run but i think he also figures like 
look what they did the year before, and then what we did this year, we drastically changed the offense, and we weren't potent enough to hang in there with other games. Yeah, there's no question. you got to be able to score points. And, and really, I mean, every, every team in college football nowadays, you look at the national championship game, 65 to 7, right? Um, you know, Georgia doesn't run an air raid type offense, but they score a lot of points. And that's the key to it all is explosion and being able to to light up the scoreboard in a lot of different ways. And so, uh, look, it's another smart guy in college football guy who's been around the game a long time. Uh, you know, I know he's with Geno Smith at West Virginia at one point. when West Virginia had those ridiculous offenses that were putting up 70 points a game or whatever it was, uh, you know, so. Uh, I think the potential's there. The key, ultimately, in all of this, though, I will tell Miami fans this till I'm blue in the face. Go out and get some playmakers, man. Go out and recruit some playmakers. And, you know, I think that little fact that I just spit out about his relationship with Geno Smith, well, guess who Geno Smith's um, cousin is, okay? Uh, it's it's the, the number one receiver in the country this year who, who goes to Hollywood, Shamanat, J.J. Smith. So, uh, you know, keeping it in the family, so to speak, in terms of, a guy that the family's familiar with as far as offensive coordinator. So I think this will help Miami in recruiting the number one receiver in the country in their own backyard. Okay. Now the other thing, he kind of went young with those coordinators, right? On defense and offense. He yeah. I mean, Doth has been around the game for over 20 years and so is Gidry. I mean, young, young in the sense of, you know, they're not in their sixties, like steel. Right. And, they're like, and those aren't they in their forties? Aren't these guys no, in their forties? I, I think Shannon's fifties uh, is early fifties as well. If I'm not mistaken, I got to okay. look up his All age, right. but he's been around. I know. I mean, I know he's been around um, since, uh, you know, the early West Virginia days when, when, when they were still pretty good in the early two thousands. So, uh, I mean, over 20 years at the FBS level, Gidry's, same thing. He's been around for over 20 years coaching, you know, McNeese State, uh, you know, Western Kentucky, FAU, uh, you know, all, all of Marshall, all over the place. Uh, so these guys have been around. They're just G5 guys. They're not Power 5 guys per se in terms of, you know, having come from Power 5 programs like the last couple coordinators were. So, um, look, bottom line is, man, um, you got it done. It's over and done with. Miami fans can uh, can 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 take solace in that they have an offensive coordinator. Now they just got to go out and fill the rest of the positions, get the linebackers coach. I think it'll be Jason Taylor. Um, you know, I think, I think, you know, if, if Mario can convince him to, to, to take a step up and be on the staff, that he'll do it. Um, I think, uh, I think as far as, you know, receivers coach, we'll see who they end up looking at. I know James Coley is a co-offensive coordinator at uh, Texas A&M. He, you know, he coaches wide receivers, tight ends, quarterbacks, you know, maybe Miami's able to commit him or it's Leonard Hankerson who's uh, with the San Francisco 49ers, uh, a guy who obviously played at Miami and turned out to be pretty good. So, you know, we'll see who we get to, at those other positions on the assistant staff. But the bottom line is, hey, you know what? Spring football's three weeks away. They got the number seven recruiting class in the country. Fifteen of those kids are on campus. You've got eight transfers. Let's get this ball rolling, man. Let's start getting towards 2023 and, and, and more results on the field. And, and probably not nothing really to look into, but should there be any concerns that, several coaches left in this offseason or is this just part of the transition of trying to figure out what's your staff yeah i mean i think again i, I said this to you last week oh i think you know being on the west coast uh having a staff that you set up for over there for those recruits on the west coast right the, the guys at oregon's the guys that fit oregon's culture when you come over to miami and you and you bring some of those coaches with you and you have to hire new guys and be on a coast that you haven't been on in five to six years you know 
I think you look at some resumes and say, oh, this guy's going to fit great. You know, this guy's going to fit great when you do your first sort of coaching hires. And then you get into the into the room with them and you figure, oh, wait a minute, this isn't what I thought. And so I think there'll be some more, you know, changes. And, and is it a bad thing? Not necessarily. Um, because you were five and seven last year. It didn't work, right? Like you're not losing guys after a, a 10 or 11 win season. And they're like, oh, we can't work with this guy. No, it's, it's hey, uh, these, these guys weren't a good fit. We got to get this right. So I think it's more along those lines than anything else. Anything on the recruiting side we should know about? Uh, look, I, I went and I watched a couple of these kids. I mean, they're, they're, they're just really beginning with the 2024 class in terms of getting commitments and getting guys on board. You know, I think towards March and April, after kids visit on junior day for the first practice on March 4th, you'll probably start to see some commitments and guys – that want to pledge to the program, but we're still very early in the process. And part of that is you didn't have an offensive coordinator, right? Like you fired, you had, you had your guy go out really back in December is when they made all these decisions. Not, not recently. Uh, They weren't announced till recently, but you know, you were going through that process of, well, who the hell's going to coach, you know, quarterbacks, who's going to coach receivers who, you know, all of those questions are going to be answered. Now those recruits are going to be able to come in, meet those guys, be recruited by those guys. So it's good that they don't have a bunch of commitments right now. And you're like, well, are these guys, are these coaches even going to want these players? So you have lots of time. You got 10 months until signing day. Um, and, you know, if you go out and you take care of business on the field and you play better than you did last year, then you're going to have good players who still want to come here. By the way, Dawson's 45 years old. There you go. 45. But I know he's been in it a long, long time. So, yeah. But what I mean is he didn't go out and get old guys like grizzled veterans. He got right. kind of younger guys that, you know, I, I think might be, um, Let's just say hipper to what's going on in college football, you know, and, 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 and I and something tells me that they've got to have some kind of strength in their recruiting, too. Right. There, there's got to be something. Well, there. Gidry Gidry's really good at identifying. Listen, these guys have recruited at the lower levels of college football. Right. And 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 so when you don't recruit at, you know, when you're not recruiting for Georgia and Alabama and Michigan and, and places that are used to getting the five star kids. You're used to having to look for qualities in the lower ranked kids and you're able to identify guys that you think you can turn into better players. And so and and it makes you hungry because you got to fight to get these kids to come to your school. Right. So I think from that regard, you know, Gidry, from what my understanding is, he, he's really good talent evaluator. A lot of the guys that he identified in the transfer portal, seven of them uh, came in and started for him at Marshall last year, started games for them and, and were part of the best, you know, one of the best defenses in the country. Um, and, and Shannon Dawson, I mean, look, he's been uh, all over the place. He's had good quarterbacks, uh, and, and he's been around good quarterbacks. I mentioned Geno Smith earlier at Houston. They've had some guys that put up huge numbers. I think his quarterback last year had 40 touchdowns and and 10, 10 interceptions, something like that. Some four to one ratio of, of, of touchdowns, interceptions. So, I mean, they find guys that aren't necessarily big name guys that become productive. So I think that's a plus and, and, you know, Miami, um, with with Mario, he's the elite recruiter anyway. He's the guy that's going to convince the best players to come here. Um, these guys, I think, will be <clears throat> hungrier than their predecessors. Let's hope so. All right, what are you working on over at uh, The Athletic so folks can check you out, my friend? Well, lots of uh, coverage on Shannon Dawson will be coming out soon. Um, you know, stuff that we've been preparing and uh, I think, uh, you know, we will have a lot of recruiting stuff. I'm going to be doing, coming out with my top 12 uh, players to watch in Florida for 2024. That'll, that'll be out later this week. Um, you know, a lot of stuff to read. We, uh, Bruce, Bruce Feldman and I just put out a story on Lance Gidry. 
uh, that came out a couple days ago. Um, and uh, it's, a, it's a pretty in-depth feature on him. You want to check that out, get some more information. We talked to Sunbelt uh, coaches, uh, guys that coached against him in the conference the last two years. I talked to one of his former players. Um, and, and that's, you know, just to get their inside take on, on why he's good at what he does. There you go. Follow him on Twitter at Manny underscore Navarro. And more importantly, subscribe to The Athletic because they do a phenomenal job of coverage every single day. Manny, as always, thank you, my friend. I appreciate you immensely. All right, thanks. You got it. There you go. Don't forget, you order over $99. You will get free shipping, so you can get anything and everything with a Canes logo on it. They've also got Inter-Miami gear. We've got Inter-Miami starting, what is it, February 25th, I think it is, against Montreal. So you can get uh, a new kit there. You want to get a new jersey. Go uh, cheer on the team. We got heat gear. You got Marlins gear. We got baseball right around the corner, too, coming up. We got Oki. Yeah, the Panthers are playing right now. You want to get some Panther stuff? They got all kinds of stuff there. 2511 South University Drive in Davie. If you want to visit it from anywhere in South Florida, get on out there right off of 595. So it's easy in, easy out. And right next to uh, La Spada, you can also have a nice little sub there, too, at the same time. There you go, La Spada, free plug for you guys. Anyway, so get on out there, 2511 South University Drive. And if you can't get there, go online at caneswear.com, and you can check it out for yourself. Order over $99. You will get free shipping anywhere. Jeff and the boys, they ship out right away, so you will get it immediately. That is our Caneswear Miami Hurricanes report. If you're a Miami sports fan, then there's only one store to go to. And that's Caneswear at Miami Fanware in Davie. They're your one-stop shop for all your inner Miami CF, Canes, Dolphins, Panthers, and Marlins merchandise. They have hats, t-shirts, game day jerseys, and so much more. Located at 2511 South University Drive in Davie. And open 24-7 online at Caneswear.com or innermiamiware.com. Call them at 954-835-5597. Caneswear, the spot where inner Miami and all Miami sports fans shop. Welton Rayom has more than 62 years of litigation experience handling insurance disputes. They're committed to resolving even the toughest insurance claims quickly. Call them for a free consultation. 954-966-4646. At Welton Rayom, they don't get paid unless you win. Property damage claims to your home, business, or condo as a result of a hurricane. Welton Rayom can help. Water, mold, fire, smoke damage, Welton Rayom can help. Call 954-966-4646. Oh, great. You have a doorbell camera. Now you have a front row seat to your house getting robbed. You're breaking into my house! Ooh, there goes the TV. I'm sure it'll turn up at the pawn shop. No, not the TV! Just because you can see them, that doesn't mean you can stop them. With Flow means you get 24-hour monitoring, a free home security system, and professional installation. Plus, free doorbell camera, one that'll actually work for you. Get out of my house! Get out of the house! Call 1-800-ALARM-ME.
There's no need to drive around South Florida wasting valuable time looking for a new or certified pre-owned Acura. Go to the number one volume sales dealership in the Southeast United States. Craig Zinn's Acura of Pembroke Pines. Purchase with pace and space in a dealership tailored to your needs. From home buying to providing that personal touch. Contact the 2020 Satisfaction Award winner Craig Zinn's Acura of Pembroke Pines. 888-776-5123. That's 888-776-5123. Or visit them at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. Welcome to Red Light Therapy, a revolutionary technology perfected by NASA to aid in muscle strengthening and recovery. Red and infrared light has the capacity to penetrate deep into the cell's mitochondria, potentially leading to increased energy, faster recovery, and the optimal performance your body demands. Train, fight, recover. or callers are not necessarily the opinions of FantasyXS.com, Media Grouping, Ownership Management, Sponsors, or Website. When it comes to South Florida sports teams, very few in the media have witnessed, lived, and covered it like the Big O. Let's start the program dedicated to your favorite South Florida teams with a passion that's unmatched. The Big O Radio Show is on. Here's the Big O. Alrighty, alrighty, welcome back. We uh, are wrapping up hour number two here as we lead you to the noon hour. And uh, Andy Barons, by the way, is set to join us in hour number three. Uh, Luis Sao Fuentes says, Big O, you're right. Fangio's future scares me. I noticed, too, how bad they called that defense against Mahomes. Too passive. Um, I did not tell you. I never said you. You're right. Uh, future scares me, Fangio. I never said anything. All I just brought up again. You guys got to listen to the host and listen to what we're actually talking about. Okay. Uh, all I said was nobody mentioned this, but you guys would be killing Fangio right now if they did not get a sack. And it was the Dolphins. That's all I said. Not that he's not a that he's bad, that I'm worried, that I'm concerned or that, but I'm just telling you, you know, and it and it kind of also shows you, and I wanted to show you that example also because it was funny because I made an example, I don't know, a week or two ago. I was in the car, I was going to uh, Chick-fil-A to get my breakfast, and I uh, turned on Joe Rose. Like I normally do in the morning when I'm driving. I, I listen to my man, Joey, does a really good job. Um, and, you know, he had a guy named Mark Ross on. And he's a former NFL executive that supposedly knows the league, supposedly follows the league, and said, you know, oh, Fangio's defense is an aggressive attacking and 
I almost drove off the road. And, you know, we brought on Benjamin Albright, who actually covers the Broncos and covered Fangio and says, hey, uh, just want you to know that his defense is not really an attacking defense. It's more of a bend, don't break, force you into mistakes kind of defense, you know, forces you to be perfect down the field and all that stuff. And if you looked at that game plan, as aggressive and as attacking as that Philadelphia defense was, they were nowhere near Mahomes. And that's all I brought up, that I just wanted to bring it up, that I'm glad that Fangio is here. I think it's a great hire, right? But if he's helping that defense out or whatever, I just want you to know they didn't pick up anything along the way because they weren't necessarily aggressive enough and they didn't get to, you know, Mahomes at all. And if you can't get to Mahomes, how in the hell are you going to stop him? You know? And, and then I was told and corrected that Fangio was there also to, more to help the offense out. Well, you know, they did give up turnovers and, and they gave up uh, points too in that sense. So I don't think he helped much on that end either. I'm just saying. So, again, great hire. But I just want to be fair because I don't hear anybody talking about that. And then that's a level of phoniness because I know that if this was the Dolphins instead of the Eagles, you guys would be ripping Fangio right now. How can his defense not get any pressure on Mahomes? How can they lead the league in sacks and then not show up in the Super Bowl? That's what you'd be doing to Fangio if that was the Miami Dolphins and not the Philadelphia Eagles. Everybody's too busy talking about the one play that, you know, whether they should have called that or not or whatever, nobody is talking about what I brought up. And that's why I wanted to bring it up. So that way there's no level of phoniness out there, okay? And if something happens next year and you're going, well, wait a minute, this defense isn't as aggressive, and it's like, well, we told you this. Ben Albright told you this, warned you about this, and did you see in the Super Bowl? He's assisting, and yet – and by the way, you saw Poopart says he's gotten conflicting reports about Fangio helping out also on defense. To me, he has to be helping out also on defense. I heard the defensive coordinator for the Eagles gushing about how he loves working with Fangio. So, Tua Time says, Big O, I'm assuming you know a lot about radio history. Where would you rank Howard Stern in the history of radio? It all depends on how you look at it, my friend. You know what I'm saying? Uh, as an interviewer, he is probably the, the the number one guy I've I've seen at getting honesty out of people. That's how I would describe, um, you know, whether you want to think he's the best or not or whatever. I don't really give a shit, but I'll tell you this: he's the best at getting his interview, the person that he's interviewing, to open up the interviewee. He is very good at getting them to open up. Okay? That is what I will say about Howard Stern. Everything else is subjective. 
you know, everything is subjective in life, especially sports talk or regular talk or political talk or comedy talk or whatever it is. You're going to like who you like because of the person, their style, their personality, their delivery, their preparedness, their insight, whatever it is, you're going to like something. Some of you will like a person because of their physical attributes. That's that. Luckily, I've never had that issue because I've got a face for radio. But, you know, some of you may like somebody because they're pleasant to look at good looking man or woman or whatever it is. And it makes you feel comfortable or maybe it's their voice or something. So all that kind of stuff is subjective. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but I'll give you this about Howard Stern that I would say over almost anybody I've ever seen is that he'll get them to open up. And that's pretty cool. That's a, that's a gift uh, for an interviewer. And he's got that, he excels at that gift more than anybody I've ever seen in my life overall. How about that? I'll give you that. That's what I can tell you.